Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And on the turntable this week, we've got Richard X presents his X Factor Volume 1. Uh, Richard X, uh, I've been really looking forward to this episode because I'm a massive fan of everything he's had a hand in. So Richard X, Richard Phillips, to give him his full name, yes, um, has been producing, writing, producing and collaborating since the early, um, early noughties uh, and has worked with so many different artists. We're going to talk about a lot of them because a lot of them are on this album, but you've got so many other people, Goldfrap, Heaven17, Jarvis Cocker, Annie, Khalees, uh, the Human League, uh, St Etienne, Sugar Babes. And more recently, I think what we're quite looking forward to is his collaboration with Bananarama on a track that he worked on for someone else, MKS, Roger Keisha Siobhan. It's In Stereo, the opening track from their upcoming album. And not that I've heard, already heard the MKS version, because that would be illegal. Well, I'm... We wouldn't condone that on this podcast. But it has been kicking about online for a few years, um, and it's an excellent pop song. So we're celebrating... Oh, God, this, this, this anniversary of this week is such a tenuous link, I can't quite believe I'm to say this. We're celebrating it this week because Richard X did a Back to Mind compilation. You know, the albums that artists release with it are influenced by... Uh, they Sorry, they showcase their influences, and his came out... 15 years ago, last week. <laughs> why, can't I, why can't we just celebrate it because it's a great album? Let's say that's what it is. That's such a wafer-thin link, I can almost see right through it. I know. Uh, so, just some more names for you. Uh, Roshi Murphy, Sam Sparrow, uh, Sophie Ellis-Bexter, uh, Will Young. There's a few more. Erasure, another one. He's, well, he's worked with a lot of people and a lot of good people. Uh, what would you say his biggest success in a single form or, or song form has been so far so very good question i would say the biggest success is freak like me with sugar babes but i would say the one he's perhaps most known for is being nobody with liberty x because that was billed as liberty x versus richard x wasn't it or something along those lines where sugar babes was just billed as sugar babes i'm just gonna toss one at you actually oh do you mind? i'm surprised Christ, do you mind if you don't you haven't mentioned um, Some Girls by Rachel Stevens. Of course, yeah. This is a thing for me with Richard X. There's, there's a lot out there that you forget about or maybe you didn't even know about because he's quite an elusive character in, in many ways, isn't he? Well, who is Richard X? Um, and I know he's famously selective in who he works with. He wants to work with people that excite him, that interest him, and he's probably record companies over the years have probably presented him with many options uh, and, t- and, t- and batted them away and turned them away. He's a fussy bugger. He's a, he, he is, and good for him, actually, because what he's maintained is just a very high quality of work. Absolutely. And, you know, if there was any more proof needed for that, it's the fact that we've been waiting now almost 16 years for his X Factor Volume 2. And this is a real hidden gem, this album, as well that it doesn't exist on online to stream anywhere. And in fact, Dan, I bought you a copy of this album for Christmas. Yes, you did. And the three singles from it on CD Single, one of which was a promotional 
it's probably single, wasn't it? Yeah, I really, really made an effort there. You're sort of making out like I didn't make an effort with your gift. No, it was wonderful. Actually, we've got something to address, haven't we, before we start Yes, we, we've just a slightly different approach with this album. Because of how hard it is to find some of this stuff online, we there are a number of interludes through this album which we're not going to be covering in the fullest form that we will do the full actual tracks. Interestingly, well, I thought we were just going to pretend it was brushing over the tracks and not that we were struggling to obtain them, but you've really put us out to dry there. I think it's just full disclosure. Um, it's not disclosure, it's Richard X. <laughs> Very good. This is such a hidden pop gem in 2019 that it's not easy to find. Yeah. So let's kick off, shall we, with side one, track two. <laughs> and this is Richard X versus Liberty X being nobody. Big fat pop hit of a song that is. It is, and I have to say that is my favourite version of that. I was going to say that song is actually, of course, two songs. It is Ain't Nobody by Shaka Khan and Being Boiled by Human League. But I much prefer this cover than the Shaka Khan original, which is in itself a you know fantastic, legendary song. It's greater than the sum of its two parts. Oh, well, that's... Have you been picking up those phrases? It for me and pop music, which is this is a very broad statement to make, but mm. that's a brilliant pop song. Richard X, although he works with pop artists, he's, he's you know he's very he's very cool. He works with some very he works with New Order. He works with Jarvis Cocker. You know, really established artists. So the fact that he did do this with Liberty X, it was incredible for their career as well because this was the first track from their second album, being somebody. Richard X, Richard X has a very specific style. It's very, it's kind of raw electronic uh, beats, synths, and sounds that you can really, you can really hear him in the tracks that he's produced. Yeah, and you know, let's not beat about the bush. A lot of his work is is where he's using samples of other people's songs. So here we've got Being Boiled by Human League. Later on we'll get to more Human League and lots of 80s tracks. But he's doing it like no one else is doing it or he's doing it like no one else did do it because he's not doing that so much at the minute. Um, And as a remixer as well, he brings that style and that approach to to remixing. And I think actually I, way back uh, when we were talking about New Order, one of my further listening tracks was a Rich X remix of People on the High Line. Yes, of course you it was, cast yeah. cast your mind back. Yeah. Episode four was that, I think. Mm. Three or four. So yeah, an incredible way to start the album on track two. And number three now, Rock Jacket. <laughs> is 
I, hmm, interesting now. I feel like that should have been the first song on the album. It really sets the scene, I think. I imagine if Richard X ever did a tour, this would be the song to either open it or to play throughout the arena, and it would be an arena, as before he comes on stage. And then the second track would be the, a more vocal-driven track. Yes. And Dan, did you hear that? Can you recognise the sample in there? I can because it is uh, a song from a band, a song that I love from a band that I love. Chant number one, I Don't Need This Pressure On from Spando Ballet. So another, you know, he loves, clearly he loves the 80s songs, Human League, we've already had Spando Ballet now. It can only be a matter of time before Kajagoogoo crop up. Let's wait for them to come a-knocking. Mm. Uh, I love how hard that track is just the guitar that come in along here alongside the synth element in there mm. um i could listen to that like twice as long or thrice as long mm. um and i'm sure there are versions out there that are but uh not for us not but today hopefully legal versions as well oh yes all perfectly above board i'm talking about more on the floor of his uh bedroom no studio studio <laughs> studio do you think a rock jacket is a jacket that a rock star wears, or do you think it's a jacket made up of pieces of stone? I think it's a, a jacket a rock star wears. Because mm. it'd be very heavy to have a jacket made up of pieces of stone. Mm. So just two tracks in, proper, um, and it's just it's so good, isn't it? It's very good. And I apologies if I gush a little too hard during the course of this podcast, but uh, well, let me go and get a wet floor sign and <laughs> pop hope Cook doesn't on. slip up. <laughs> Track number three now. You used to. So that was you used to, and a familiar voice in the background there from, I think, one of the pop stars ITV series. One of the biggest gifts that show gave was actually. Uh, some might call her the sixth member of Girls Aloud because she very nearly was yes. in there. Who was she? Whose place did she need to take? Was it Nicola, I think? I think it was Nicola. Javine. Yeah. It's Javine, of course, yes. yes. You used to? Uh, are you a fan of that song? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what it was adapted from? Uh, I don't actually that one. So it was it was adapted from a 1984 track called "You Used to Hold Me So Tight" by Thelma Houston. Thelma Houston. The name rings a bell. Any relation to Whitney? No. Okay. This was yeah from the from the mid 80s, um, and it's very different. Um, the version uh, how this song has ended up with Richard X and Javine. Of course, Javine last seen musically inviting us to touch her fire as a song for Europe, as one of the contending songs for Eurovision. I believe that was the same year that Katie Price was in the running. Yes, in a pink catsuit, I believe. But I always feel a bit for Javine because I think those first two singles, Real Things and Surrender Your Love, were... Oh, brilliant. Fantastic pop songs. And... Do, 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 do. Do, just, <laughs> Which one's that? Surrender Your Love. Oh, yeah. Kind of a seven, I think it was uh, sampled a 70s song, didn't it? And sampling is, of course, something that's going to be happening constantly throughout this episode. But, yeah, some great songs from Javine. And then she went on to do, I think, uh, West End work. And then she went on to do Alicia Dixon's Husband. Um, so, didn't work out great for her there. 
I always felt like she should have joined the Sugar Babes at some point as well. Yeah, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? Well, you know... Still time. Surely, to goodness, the Sugar Babes are going to come back at some point. It's just got to happen, hasn't it? Again, great song. Dan, agree, disagree? It's a great song. In all honesty, because it is very, it's much more... The actual content in the lyrics is much more stripped back, isn't it? It's somewhere between Rock Jackie and Being Nobody, for example. So Javine doesn't really get much of a starring role in this one. So it's not a favourite... But I have to say, this next song that's coming up... And just one final thing on this song before we move on. Uh, this was slated to be the fourth single, um, but was cancelled. Never meant, never meant to be. And as we mentioned before about your lovely Richard X um, package that you got me for Christmas, it did feature the promo CD single of this, which is a really nice extra little touch there. And that's what you get from me at Christmas. Thank you. An extra touch. (laughs) And this next track is Richard X uh, with an artist I absolutely love. And I'm sure we'll come on to talk more about at some point in this ongoing saga of podcast episodes. Saga. Uh, This is Just Friends. One day, if we get out, who knows? We can see into the future. Just friends, baby. So that was Just Friends featuring Annie, and I have to confess something to you, Will. First of all, I'm not overly familiar with Annie's work. I know her name, but I don't really know her work. Secondly, I was expecting a vocal heavy track there from her. Is she more of a multi-instrumentalist than a singer, or is she both, or what? Oh, what? she's she's a singer, a right. uh, full-blooded singer. I think that track is unique, where she's there, but not in a not in a classic singing sense. Uh, she's fantastic, and you'd love her music, Dan. I'm surprised she's had two brilliant albums, um, a couple more, a couple of further EPs, some buzz tracks some collaborations she's predominantly worked with Richard X Xenomania Hannah Robinson mm. um, so she, if she's not on your radar she needs to get on your radar and I'd love for us to do one of her albums one time well let's make it so and it is interesting isn't it sometimes when an act that you had assumed that I would be aware of her work sometimes they just pass you by don't they uh, and interestingly enough we were just talking about a new feature on Trash, The Late Late Review, where one of our new writers each fortnight takes an album or a film that it seems like everyone knows about and kind of gives it their first review. So perhaps I could do a Late Late Review of Annie. I think you genuinely love her stuff. I was listening to, on the tube here actually, I was listening to to some of her tracks because I've just fallen in love with a couple of songs all over again recently, which is the wonderful world of music, isn't it? And... Uh, an interesting pop fact she on her first album one of the tracks written by Hannah Robinson and Richard X and produced by Richard X it's called Me Plus One it's all about Jerry Halliwell and her fight and subsequent fallout over the track Some Girls Going to Rachel Stevens Mm. what a pop story that is wow I need to listen to that immediately but Uh, and it was going to be my further listening but then I found something better oh so um, maybe I'll choose that Listeners, check that out if you haven't heard it, because that's just like pop eating itself. But the actual track, Just Friends, just to kind of reiterate, I did enjoy it. I think this album is is an extremely atmospheric album. It's really setting a scene of what Richard X does 
and what he can do. And this one, as far as I know, it doesn't sample anything or nothing kind of as um, obviously as, as being nobody or anything like that. Um, but a fantastic piece of music. So after another brief interlude, we're going to move into uh, track number seven, uh, which features uh, Karen Wheeler um, on, on vocals. And we'll talk about her in approximately 30 seconds. This is Lonely. So that was Lonely with Karen Wheeler. Dan, if I say the name Karen Wheeler to you? I would say that I'm a very professional podcaster, so I've done my homework. But before that, it probably wouldn't have been a name that would have conjured up too many memories. But please do tell me a little bit more. Tell me and the listeners, actually, a little bit more about her. So Karen, Karen Wheeler, Soul to Soul. Right. Um, and vocalist... Um, with that brilliant group through the 80s and 90s. Um, or no, through the 80s, just the 80s actually, because she left in 1990. Okay. Um, but she's gone on to continue to be a noted singer since then. Um, this song for me does have a little bit of the vibe and the rhythm of a Soul to Soul song, just with a more of an electro twist to it. Yeah, you're, you're bang on the money there, actually. It's very much, if you think about Back to Life... It's a very almost repetitive thing, but you don't get bored of it. It's very it's quite almost comforting in a way, I suppose. And with this one as well, as you said, it's the same maths that makes up the song. There's just a few other elements in there as well, which make it very much a Richard X thing. And it is uh, an adaptation of Club Lonely by Lil Louis, um, Chicago-based producer. And remember his song French Kiss? No. Right, okay, so... Time to move on? Yes. And this one is a track that will definitely be known by people, but not in this way at all. This is Walk On By. If you see me walking down the street and I start to cry Each time we meet, walk on by Walk on by Make believe that you don't see the tears Just let me grieve in private Because each time I see you, I break down So that was Walk On By And that one was featuring Deborah Evans Strickland Now, first first question for you There's quite a few pop questions for you here It's pop quiz Do you know who did the original of Walk On By? Oh yes, Gabrielle Oh, it's <laughs> <laughs> an easy mistake to make No We are joking, listeners We do we know better than that Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick, of course it was. Second question. So this track is a bit of a homage to a track that Deborah recorded with her band, The Flying Lizards, which was also a cover of a, a, I think it was a 60s track, maybe in a 50s track. Do you know what that song was called? Money. Money. (laughs) You're bang on the money there, actually, yes. Um, And I know somebody who is, uh, that Money by The Flying Lizards is their favourite song in the world ever. Really? Yes. That. I'm not going to name and shame on this podcast, but you know who you are, and they do listen to this podcast. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, is Walk On By by Richard X featuring Deborah Evans Strickland your favourite song in the world ever? Yes. 
What? <laughs> no. But do you like it? I do. I really like it. I love... I guess I love the... I love the fact it's a new interpretation of a absolute classic, brilliant song in its own right. But I love the fact that it's been interpreted in the style of The Flying Lizards. I like that about it as well. I like his... Yeah, it's clearly influenced by what Deborah did with her previous band. But again, I feel it's a little bit like the... Um, the Annie track, certainly, and the Karen Wheeler track, it feels like he's influenced by the featured artist sound, but it is it feels very much in the right place on this track. Next one, then, please. And I hope you enjoyed Deborah there, because she's going to... She's back, isn't she? Crop up again. She's cropping up more than Cynthia Sounds on previous episodes. Well, it's suffice to say, Cynthia Sounds is married to Richard X. <laughs> She did have that fling with Stuart Price that I don't <laughs> like to mention. This is Lemon Slash Lime. Do you really think it's the right career for you? Are you looking for the chance to express yourself? Are you willing to work flexible hours? So that was lemon lemon slash lime. Mm. Do you think you have to say the slash? No, you could just say lemon lime. Okay, that was lemon lime. That was lemon lime. There was a sample from uh, Human Waste by The Modern Way that I have to say I'm not familiar with and I can't find too much online. What I would say about that is there's a fantastic track on Kaiser Chiefs' debut album and it was a single called The Modern Way, which I'm a big fan of. That's lovely in a... Mildly interesting, but in no way related to what we're talking about. Fact. That is generally what we do on this podcast. Uh, it's an, um, I'm struggling, almost feels like I'm repeating myself and I keep saying that was a great track and oh, another really good track. But I love the sound and the production um, behind all of these songs. Yeah, and I like the, the, the whole style of that song, this just kind of spoken word vocal from Karen, as I call her. No, sorry, that was Deborah. Karen was on the track before. It's, it's, it's very fun, and there's a particular bit where she says Elton, and then it bleeps out the second word. And in the, as we said before, you can't get this track on Apple Music or Spotify. I think it's something to do with the amount of featured artists and the complications with that. But I received it on CD for Christmas, and you can, I will burn you a copy if you write in. In the CD inlay, it does say, under each track there's a little quote, and on this one it says, Elton won't mind, I guarantee. Good friends. And I wonder if he did. Now, I have to say, I'm enjoying this album so far, and we've heard a lot of great pieces of music. But what I'm really after now is another big pop hit that takes two tracks and mashes them up. I think you might be in luck with the next track. This is Finest Dreams. songs like that that make me drop to my knees and be thankful that we're doing this podcast. I did wonder where you was going when you dropped it. <laughs> yeah, that is um, 
a fantastic pop song. It was, of course, the second single proper from this album, wasn't it? We don't yes. really count the Sugar Babes one. I remember loving it at the time it came out, but when Liberty X brought out Being Nobody, I knew that that was a cover version. When this came out, I just assumed it was an original song from Richard X and Kelly's, and it wasn't until a long time afterwards that I realised that it samples the Human League's uh, The Things That Dreams Are Made Of, which is in itself is a fantastic song. I am a big fan of the Human League, and we haven't actually covered them on the podcast yet, but we definitely will. I know we will. Um, but it works so, so, so well together, doesn't it? It's brilliant. Khalees on this record as well, who's had some great stuff. That whole album, Flesh Tone, yes. was phenomenal. Um, and I'm not sure how the, the, the years match up, actually. But um, I, can, I can step in if you like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah, go for it. So this single was released in 2003. And that's the same year that she released Milkshake. And then following that, the next year was Trick Me in Millionaire from the album Tasty. Interestingly, and I think we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, actually, from the Mashed album. We didn't cover the Mashed album, but we referenced the Mashed album. Trick Me is mashed up with Duran Duran's Notorious in a very Richard X kind of way, which is a fantastic mashup. So it, it, it could well have been on this album if Richard X had done it. So as well as the Human League, it also the, some of the lyrics and vocals were based on a track by Foul Play, which was very much jungle dance, but obviously performed so much nicer by Khalees. And we had a little listen, didn't we, to that original version? And it's quite oh, it's horrible, isn't it? It, just, it instantly got a headache. Yes, it's not music, it's, 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 it's noise. It's noise. Very much so. Um, this song did very well in the charts. It got to number eight, a very respectable number eight. Uh, this was a fantastic time for Khalees as um, Milkshake got to number two. But not long afterwards, around the same time actually as in this era for Kelly, she also featured on the track Not In Love by Enrique Iglesias. Remember that one? Yes. Bit of a banger really, wasn't it? Not a fan. <laughs> right, moving yeah. on. <laughs> yes, it was good. Uh, next track then, please. So this one is You Better Let Me Love You Times Four Tonight. So that was you brackets better let me love you times four tonight and my favorite track on the album that really does surprise me and not because you know with no uh, malice intended towards this song but there are so many big pop hits on here being nobody finest dreams freak like me it just surprised me but i can see why you love it because it's real it's a, it's a club banger this one it's isn't it? so catchy as well and this one features tiger doesn't it tiger yes. whenever i think of tiger i think of his cover of hot in here yes the nelly track which featured on backing vocals Jake Shears just before Scissor Sisters were coming into prominence. They're just good friends. I wasn't insinuating anything other than that. So yeah, he's he's singing, but there's a sample of a song, again, very obscure, um, called Italian Bodyguard Boyfriend, performed by El Gallini. Uh, and good luck, listeners, for tracking that one down online. What I really like about this episode, actually, is how... We're really deconstructing these songs. 
And when I say we, I mean you, because I'm just really pressing play and pause. You're doing all the work. But um, well done. You're like a detective today. Thank you very much. And I think the thing that we've both enjoyed with this week's episode is there's been a bit more hard work involved because... I've not enjoyed that. (laughs) Because of how hard to find this album is. It's not online. Yeah, I really like the fact that we've worked, we've had to work hard to find a lot of the information, a lot of the tracks that were sampled or inspired by, and lots of research into some of the artists that we weren't previously aware of. And I think Richard X, if he's listening, would really appreciate that. I think he would. I hope you do, Richard, actually. We'd, I think we'd definitely both love to have a chat with Richard and really get some of the stories behind his work yeah I imagine the tales he's got to tell Mm. you know there's just that Jerry Halliwell story alone it's probably the thin end of the wedge so the next one we're going to skip it's Mark 1 which features Mark Goodyear which is worth a listen it's only 19 seconds but it's the kind of Mark Goodyear in voiceover mode advertising as he did back in the day advertising the latest uh, Now album or compilation album or uh, he used to do a lot of that sort of thing so it's really fun to listen to for 19 seconds but we're going to skip over um, and listen to another highlight this is track 13 on the album and it's Freak Like Me I don't care what they say I'm not about to pay nobody's way cause it's all about the dark in me I'm gonna freak in the morning freak in the evening just like this I need a rough neck The Freak Like Me there, and more specifically, the We Don't Give a Damn mix. So this, I think, is the first time, in fact, I'm quite sure this is the first time on Track by Track where we're talking about the same track twice, because we covered this in the Sugar Babes Angels with Dirty Faces episode way back in Gilban month in November. But it's a slightly different remix of it, isn't it? Yes, well, I hope we don't contradict ourselves either. <laughs> well, I can't remember what you said. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while ago now. It was. Uh, so, obviously, Our Friends Electric by Gary Newman there. Yes. And it also samples uh, a song called Freak Like Me, which was by Dina Howard. Which, I have to say, when I first heard... Again, it's kind of a bit like the, the Finest Dreams track. When this one came out, I did know the Gary Newman sample. But for a long time, I thought that Freak Like Me was a brand new track. And this was the first Sugar Babes um, lineup track to feature Heidi yes after Siobhan's departure do you know what recently I've seen a lot of things on Twitter a lot of debate on what people's favourite lineup of Sugar Babes was what was yours I think it was this lineup. yeah no oh I, oh, I don't know it's a we've difficult just, question I don't think we've got it? time to go down that rabbit hole I mean that is that's an that's a series in itself probably the Sugar Babes oh imagine that four part series on Sugar Babes so interesting pop fact, uh, Gary Newman considers this to be better than Our Friends Electric. That's incredible. Mm. He seems, whenever I see Gary Newman in an interview, he seems like such a lovely chap. Uh, another pop fact for you. So there's a very specific sound in that track, which is um, a sound effect from the video game Frogger. Really? Yes. My mum used to absolutely love Frogger and... I think when, was it when phones first, or when iPhones first came out of the App Store, and you could get Frogger for it, and she was so excited to play on Frogger again. 
So the next song is not the last song on the album, but it is going to be the last song that we're talking about today. Um, this one is Into You, and it features Jarvis Cocker and Hope Sandoval. unmistakable tones of Jarvis Cocker there. Yes. Now, would you consider yourself, generally speaking, a Jarvis Cocker slash Pulp fan? Absolutely. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait till we cover them. Um, yeah. And we talked about quite a few acts today that we want to come to in the podcast series. Uh, this, this episode has really helped us build up our list. Not that we were struggling to build it up before anyway. It was bulging already, actually. It, bulging. It was bursting at the seams. And like actually, a workman's... Uh, Lunchbox. Yeah. So Jarvis Cocker there. Uh, also, a pop fact, Richard Hawley is on backing vocals? Or, or vocals? Now, I do have a question for you on Richard Hawley. He came up on an episode, I think, and it quite surprised me. And I cannot for the life of me remember which one it was. Can you remember? No, you've stumped me there, actually. I have to, we'll have to come back to that. Listeners, if you remember, do let us know. The sample in here is from Mazzy Star's Fade Into You. So I first heard about that song. It was featured on a an advert for a video game a few years ago and and that's how I got to hear about that song and then got that album that it came from do you remember are you aware of that song no I'd have to look it up and uh, listen to it in detail actually I would say you certainly would have heard it when you when you when you know you know yes and I think this is a great way to end the album as the last full track on the album it's almost like an electronic lullaby oh that's that's beautiful Thank you very much. So, Dan, we've got a bit of a problem. Right. We've gotten to the end of the album, and I haven't talked about the album artwork. That's only happened once before. So I'm going to talk about it now. Um, and, well, actually, because the album's not on Apple Music or Spotify, would you mind if I handed you the inlay booklet so you can talk about it in... Well, I'm looking through it now. I've got, I've, got, I've got the album artwork physically in my hands here. That was just you hitting me up. That's not relevant. <laughs> so also, what is interesting, how I'm going to describe it is in, on the promo version of this CD of the album that went out um, for promotional release, it, there's no actual artwork on the album, but there is a description of what the artwork will be. And I think it's the perfect way. So the it, on the front, it says, Richard X promos his X Factor volume number one for you. Cover images to include ravishing model, brackets drunk, glamorous makeup, brackets smudged, smudged, uh, revealing dress, brackets soiled, succulent kebab, streaming time-lapse traffic, all-night bus stop, uh, ad shell, Richard X leaving exotic club, uh, with herd of sausage dogs, uh, with feeding paparazzi, paparazzi at night, Plus highlighted track titles. So looking at the finished product there, there's a few bits missing. I can't see that her dress is soiled, but there again, we can into the front of her. I mean, she's, so. had a, she's had a good night out by the look of it. I mean, that kebab is is juicy. Bulging, absolutely. Peckish. 
Um, but it's a good description of, and I think obviously they knew what the artwork was going to be when they sent out the promo CD, but that's a great way. It's very much on brand for yeah. kind of the approach. And if you read, if you have a physical copy of this album or want to get hold of one, because that's the only way you're going to get to listen to it, uh, the um, the credits and the, and the inside, it's absolutely fascinating when you read, I guess, who was involved in each track, but also some of the artwork... Uh, because there is album artwork for each track inside as well, which is really cool to see. So you actually get to see Javine, uh, Liberty X, Karen Wheeler, uh, and uh, and Jarvis, in fact, and the Sugar Babes. So um, check it out. It's fantastic. And two points I want to make. One, at the back of the album inlay, it has a question and a tick box. And I'll ask this to you, Will. Has Richard X sold out? Yes or no? No. I think I agree with you there. Secondly, talking about the fact that it isn't on Spotify or Apple Music and you're not going to find it on there. Do you know what? It'll be our absolute bloody luck if it's on there by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> that would be nice. There's a fantastic Twitter uh, page called Pop Music Activism and they take it upon themselves to write to record companies and get tracks online that are missing from streaming services. I'd just like to name check them because I have wrote to them before about this album and they've said it's so difficult because of how many artists are on there. I've made that point before, but I pretended like it was just from my point of view. It's not. They told me that. Um, but just check out that site anyway, because if you do have a single track or a, a single release or a one-off or whatever, there's a good chance they'll help you get it online. Uh, good plug. They've they've made some brilliant pop music from the past available. If we think about... Um, if you remember Rosie Ribbons, Fragma, Lolly, uh, all sorts of wondrous stuff. If you ever enjoyed um, uh, ATC, remember them. Uh, and if you ever remember Adam Ricketts, our uh, recording music career, uh, they have been responsible for getting this stuff online to us. So it feels like we're coming to the end of this. Actually, we've still got further listening to do. Yeah. So, Dan, what have you got? So the parameters are, for our Richard X further listening, anything produced by Richard X. Now you say but produced. avoiding anything that's potentially something we might want to talk about in the future. Uh, you say produced. Mine is actually going to be a remix. So he kind of produced that, didn't he? We've talked about him before working with New Order. And one of the first times I remember seeing his name was on the remix of the New Order track Jetstream, which was from their Waiting for the Sirens Call album uh, and featured the lovely animatronic. So here's a little bit of that. Will, what are your thoughts on that choice? I've always loved that track, and I think Richard X brings his personal touch to it. I think what a combination, New Order, Animatronic, Richard X. For us, I mean, that is ticking three massive boxes, isn't it? Interestingly, I put a tweet out recently saying that I'd listened to this album, this New Order album, Waiting for the Sirens Call, for the first time in a while, and someone replied saying that it's their worst album and this is the worst song they've ever done. I think they almost called it embarrassing or something like that. 
Which is such a shame because it is definitely the, one of the more popular moments. And I think Animatronic brings that to it. But I think for me, this Richard X remix of it, and there is a radio edit and a longer version, uh, just adds a. It just it is a it is a popular track, but mm. you know, so what? What's wrong with that? Hmm. So little to say on that because it is so fantastic. But Will, I'd love to know what your Richard X further listening track is. So I've gone in a different direction. I've gone for a, a song produced by Richard X, which might not have had much exposure because it was from a group called The Real Heat, who never actually released anything officially. They were kind of doing the rounds. Um, kind of on the club scene uh, on smaller venues sort of building up their name back in the early mid noughties mm. and um, it was three sisters Suki, Zaza and Shaki uh, and actually one of my friends is still is still quite good friends with Suki fantastic um, and um, I was we were talking last night actually about Richard X and I went straight home and listened to this song a few times I was reminded how good it was but how it's never going to be heard um, until now. Until now. So this is um, from The Real Heat. It's called uh, Come We Go. never heard that before what did you think i really enjoyed it i thought it was a perfect pop club crossover nice sweet vocals there love the kind of chimes that were there throughout it um definitely a richard x track you can yeah you can hear that i if i'm being completely honest i don't know if i could have picked it out as that before hearing it but knowing it i really you you can tell it's him i love it i love how the light electronic touch but how it's quite almost a bit dark Mm. undertones to it as well yeah and it's, 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 it's great that I can use this as an opportunity to, to, to tell people about this because it, it's probably not something anyone's heard before. This could be the beginning of the big comeback for... The real heat. The real heat, yes. Um, but a good opportunity. I think we... I'd thought about Annie, but I think I'd definitely love for us to talk about her in more detail once you're up to speed. Well, homework for me. Uh, we're out of time. Sadly. We really rabbited on with this one. Um, yes, but for very good reason. There's a lot to talk about, and I think Richard X's name is one that will crop up a lot more in the future for us. So, uh, what do you think of Richard X and his impressive body of work, uh, and this album specifically? Let us know. Yes, please do at Move to Trash UK, and feel free to use that hashtag track by track. And Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease of uh, what's coming up next week? Well, yes, I certainly can. You've been practising your French over the last few weeks. And it's going to come in handy next week because we're talking about... Vanessa Parody. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> uh, it's a French dance duo, and that's probably... I oh, know there are a couple, but that's all I'm going to say. Is it like Rhythm Digital? I, again, haven't heard of that. Are you French, secretly, and I just didn't know, ever know it? No, I just have quite a broad music knowledge Ooh, base. burn. <laughs> <laughs> to say anything more would be to give it away. So please do continue subscribing and rating on Apple Podcasts. We really, really do appreciate that. And 
until next time, I've been Javine. And I've been Karen Wheeler. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>